from the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle, the podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical perspective and to help you grow in your relationship with God. God has commissioned and called you to be a light in this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what season of life that you're in, if you truly want to find success in that season, you're going to have to go back to the simple question of what does God say about me in this moment? There's no shortage of information in this culture, but there is a shortage of truth. Welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. My name is Kevin Wilson. And so grateful to be back with you guys this week. And, you know, Kyle is actually out this week. Just giving him a break. He's had a lot going on. As most of you know, he is a youth pastor. And he just came off of a a week of uh, youth camp. And he's got vacation with his family. And also enjoying the July 4th celebration. All that good stuff. So we just, we give him a break this week. But... What I wanted to do, and I, I didn't want us not to do a show this week, and so I said, you know what, I'm going to go into the studio, and I'm just going to talk to you from my heart today, and just really excited, though, about some of the things that are happening in the world, and I know that's not normally <laughs> the things that we say, right? We don't normally say, hey, the world's everything's going great, but we have some huge news just recently that came down from the Supreme Court. I want to talk about that a little bit today, but I also want to talk about a common question that we get in regards to this that is, I think, a very difficult question to answer, but I think it needs to be addressed. And then I want to just talk a little bit about what I, you know, with the Supreme Court decision that came down just a few days ago, I would like to talk about what I see coming in the future because of this. And so I just, again, so grateful that you guys are here. I also want to say you can always text us 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 248-301-2010. And I, what I want to do is I actually want to do a a series that is all based on listener questions, okay? And so what I'd love for you guys to do, whoever is listening, because I'm a little surprised we don't get, sometimes on like Facebook or Instagram, we'll get some questions, but people are not using the text line. And so, and I know there's a ton of you out there listening. And so if you've got questions or show suggestion topics, all of that, why don't you just text this number, 248-301-2010. I'd like to do a whole series based on questions from the listeners. And so, and I know you guys have questions out there. I know there's things that you're like, man, I would like to ask my pastor this, or I want to ask something anonymously. I don't want people to know who I am. You know, obviously, if you ask it on Facebook or Instagram, people do know who you are. But if you text this line, no one knows who you are. And so it would be great. We actually, I teach a, a Tuesday night Bible study. And in that Bible study, just recently, I had people send in through SurveyMonkey and Google Forms questions anonymously. And because I told them, I said, you know, sometimes when you're you know, in a group like this, sometimes you have questions that you're like, eh, I don't really want to ask that question because I don't, you know, 
maybe you're afraid, you know, it's, you feel like, oh, it's a dumb question, even though there's no dumb questions, but you might feel like it's a dumb question, or you might feel like it's a question that, hey, if I ask this, they're going to know what's going on in my life or whatever the case may be. Listen, we all need to get our questions answered. And so this is a way that you can do that. It could be a Bible question. It could be a question about theology. It could be a question about marriage or family or relation, you know, any other type of relationships, or it could be a question. I mean, anything, anything, you know, this is your time for us to chat. Kyle and I have been in ministry for many years and not saying we know everything by any stretch, but we've studied a lot. We've learned a lot through just being in the ministry and being pastors for many years and, you know, through experience and all of those things. And so if you've got questions or you got any of that stuff, why don't you text the line 248-301-2010? I'd love to do a series on questions that you guys have in regards to anything. And we'll talk about it. So also we have, I want to say thank you to all the donors. Those of you who donate to this show, you guys are 100% the reason why we are still on the air. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for those uh, that are, are here with us. So let's just jump right in and let's talk a little bit about what happened with the Supreme Court. So as you know, unless you're living under a rock, um, the Supreme Court did overturn Roe v. Wade. And I know we did a show on this, but it was prior to it actually happening. Um, at that particular time, we knew that it, it, you know, there was kind of rumors that that was going to happen. We didn't know if it was going to happen, but we thought it was important enough to do a show. But it's now happened. And I want to say that this is the greatest win in the life of this generation. Uh, this this will probably go down in history as the greatest win, especially for pro-life people who are Christian, people who, you know, believe in the sanctity of life from conception. And I know that Christians, there's a lot of Christians who say, hey, you know what? I, I believe you should be able to have an abortion, but there's a ton of Christians who believe that, you know, life begins at conception. And that's at the Thinking Out Loud podcast. That's what we believe. We believe in life from womb to tomb, right? You hear, you're going to hear us say that a lot. And it's important that as Christians, we are pro-life from womb to tomb. And so the greatest, the greatest, this is the greatest win for Christians in this generation. And, you know, I, I want us to understand how significant this is for this kind of decision to come down from the high court in a society that is moving further and further away from God. I mean, things are not getting better. Things are getting worse and worse. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer today. I'm just give you the facts, right? We are moving in a direction that is very anti-God, very anti-life, a very anti-traditional marriage, very anti-anything that is morally right. And so for something like this to happen in the middle of a time like this is absolutely incredible. And so I don't think we should you know, look past this or say, oh, wow, that's cool and quickly move on. I think we need to pause. 
We need to rejoice. We need to thank those who have been on the front lines of this. I think about people like Abby Johnson. I think about people like, you know, organizations like Concerned Women for America. I think about Focus on the Family. I think of, I mean, you name it, right? There are so many pro-life organizations that have pounded the pavement for many years, 49 years for to see this overturned. You know, all the marches, all of the postcards and billboards and all of the pro-life clinics, the ultrasound machines that have been bought so that people can see that they have a valid life inside of the mother's womb. All of these things led up to this decision. Don't think for a second that none of the things that you've done, I don't care if you participated in a march you gave money towards a pregnancy clinic at your church, or you worked as an ultrasound technician or whatever the case may be. I mean, it doesn't matter. You played a part in the decision of the court. It's because of all of us that are pro-life, we have tried to elect officials in the government that are pro-life. And then in turn, they appoint judges that are pro-life that in turn allows us to have the decision that came down from the Supreme Court uh, the other day. And so, again, elections matter, right? Who you vote for matters because those people appoint people to make huge decisions like we've seen here with Roe v. Wade. And so I think it's extremely important that we understand that, you know, on the front end. So if you're listening to me and you're a young person and, you know, you have to understand, I mean, this is why we tell you guys to go out and vote. This is why. And again, this is not a political. Look, here's the thing. You have to vote for somebody Right. And I'm not interested in, in turning this into a political thing. This is a this is a life thing. Life should never be political. Let, let me just make that very clear. The conversation around life should be. I don't care if you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, you're an independent, you're a Tea Party person, whatever you are. It doesn't matter. We all if you are a Christian and you call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ, You should be 100% pro-life from womb to tomb. Forget about the Democrats. Forget about the Republicans. Forget about all the, the drama around all of that, right? It doesn't matter. What matters is what the Bible says. What matters is what the Bible promotes. And the Bible promotes life, Old Testament and New Testament, right? When you read in the scriptures, about women who are pregnant, even in the Old Testament, right? Read some of the scriptures where it talks about uh, women who are pregnant, but then they get attacked or are killed by someone. And, And even in our modern time, right? If a pregnant woman gets killed, guess what happens? You get charged for two murders. You don't get charged for one. You get charged for two. But I thought it wasn't a baby. I thought it wasn't. I thought it was just a clump of cells, right? I, I thought it was it, 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 that, you know, that, that that life didn't matter. Well, for some reason, when you go to court, it does matter. Right. And so understand, understand that this is truly a a biblical 
thing. This is a moral thing. And, you know, we, you know, it can't be an emotional thing. It's got to be a biblical thing. And so this is great. And I, I just want us to celebrate. I want us to, you know, uh, hug our pastors, hug our, our leaders uh, of organizations who have spent their lives doing everything that they can to promote life. This is, is so, so, so important. And, but you have the critics, right? You've got the people who are saying things like, Oh my gosh, you know what? I, this is the, this is horrible. You know, take your bands off of women. It's not your uterus. It's not, you know, all, I mean, I've heard all kinds of things, all kinds of things. And there's a couple of things that I saw that I wanted to read to you because I think, you know, when you go on a social media and different things like that, you see different things. And sometimes these memes or these captions that people uh, have, or they write things, you know, they'll write things and it and it's for shock value. It's it's to draw your attention. And there's a couple of these that, that drew my attention because if you're not careful, you will begin emotionally, you'll be like, you know what? They they kind of got a point here, right? They they, they kind of have a point. And here's the thing: the only way that the people who are pro-abortion have a point is if we don't stand up and do our job. Is Christians. Okay. It is, this is not the time to give up and say, you know what, man, we got our W. We got our win. You know, we're not going to do anything. We're going to sit back. We're relaxed. We're going to relish in this win. It is not time to do that. Right. Because Christians seem to always be years, years behind movements, right? So, you know, whatever is going on right now and whatever you see is starting to be, become a thing, you have to get on it right away. As Christians, we have, we have to begin to sound the alarm right away, because if we don't, we wait until it becomes a law. We wait till it becomes this huge thing. And then we go, oh my gosh, this is horrible. This is sinful. This is, you know, and then we want to do something about it. But we need to be proactive as Christians, not reactive. And so I would say in order for this to, you know, this decision that is just monumental for this to continue and these type of things to continue, we're going to have to, you know, be excited. We can dance. We can do, you know, whatever we want to do. Right. We can be happy. But here's here's what what needs to happen. We've got work to do. We've got to put our boots back on. We've got to strap those bad boys back up and we need to go into the fight again. Right. And the way we do that is to inform people and help people to understand why this is a win. Okay. And I'm going to read. So I just want to read a couple of things that I saw on social media that I think we need to answer. And I think we need to have answers for these. And I think there's something for us to do, right? Because it, it, it irritates me when we say, including myself, when we say things like, oh, this is great. This is all, oh, this is awesome. And then we just give up, right? We just say, okay, we got our win. We're done, right? And let's go to the next win. Like, that's just not what we should do. So let me read this. So this was on, I don't know, Facebook, I think, or Instagram, one of the two. Anyways, it says, who is going to pay for all these unwanted babies? 
Who is giving out free health care to people forced to follow through on pregnancies? Who is going to better fund the adoption system? Who is going to pay for the food, shelter, and education of these forced children? Or the therapy of the rape victims and children forced to carry pregnancies to term? Now, if you listen to that, it's very emotional, right? Very, very emotional. And you know what? A lot of it is true. A lot of it, this, this is really not coming. And, and I'm sure on the back end, this person is probably, you know, obviously pro-choice. Okay. Right. So I'm not saying that's right. But if you, if you listen to what is being said here, these are all solvable things. You can solve all these. The issue is, are we as Christians going to solve these things? Who is giving out free healthcare to people forced to follow through on pregnancies? Now, I don't know about free healthcare, but I certainly think as Christians, if we have a young lady in our church or young ladies in the community, we can band together and make sure that either those bills are paid or whatever the case, we can give some free services if we own a clinic or a company or something like that. I mean, there are some things that we can do there. Um, and that next part says, who is going to better fund the adoption system? And I agree with this 100%. So we should not, it should not be so hard to adopt children. It should not be so expensive to adopt children because with these laws, undoubtedly, and this is a good thing, more babies are actually going to be born, hopefully, than killed, right? And so if if that's the case, we're going to have a lot of kids possibly in the foster care system or the adoption agency system, but for a lot of people, they just can't afford adoption. And I'm not even talking about international adoption. I'm talking about just regular domestic adoption, right? Because I know this is something me and my wife has looked, have looked in for years. Uh, and it's so expensive, right? And so I think it, it behooves us. So, you know, all of the adoption agencies, and I, I'm sure there's somebody out there out of all the people that listen to this show, there's got to be somebody out there that is connected to a adoption agency. It is imperative that you guys come to the table. I don't know what all the back, you know, you know, the background stuff all you guys deal with and and what needs to be done and regulations and all the drama. I don't know. But here's what I do know. We've got to find a way to make adoption more affordable for more families. I believe more families would do it if it was more affordable, right? And then, and if you want to, if you want to sound off, you want to give us some ideas or some things maybe that we don't know about 248 2010 248 2010 You can text us uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Any questions, comments, anything like that, you adopt children. The other part of this was who's going to pay for the food, shelter, education of these forced children, right? It should be the church, right? It should be the body of Christ. It should be 
And, 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 you know, I know there's a lot of people say, well, you know, Kev, you know, we just don't have it to do it or we, whatever. There's a lot of, let me say this. There's a lot of churches that are doing amazing things. My church being one of them does amazing things to help, but we all can do something and you don't all have to do it through the church. It could be something that you do on your own, right? I have friends who give every month to some of these causes, right? I know of a local pregnancy center that me and a few of my friends, we have a ministry called Impact and we've been kind of dormant for a little while, but we actually, and my daughter was one that headed this through a baby shower for a young mother who was in a homeless shelter. She already had a child and she was pregnant with twins. And so we, and this is nothing, I'm not trying to, you know, say, oh, look at us. We're so amazing or anything like that, but I'm just giving you an example. So what we did, we banded together. We got some, a few people together. We put some things out on Facebook and had people, we set up a registry and we had people donate things to this young lady and they bought stuff off the registry, just like you would if it was in, you know, a normal situation. And we were able to give her pretty much everything she needed, including a crib for these babies. Right. And so and I remember going to her parents house, uh, me and my daughter, because uh, we had to deliver all the stuff because we had it uh, at AAA Pregnancy Center. And that's that's an awesome organization, by the way, if you want to get involved in helping women, AAA Pregnancy Center. I know the director there. She's amazing. You know, just in there here in Michigan. So if you live in the Michigan area, please if that's something that you're interested in, call them, ask them, how can I help? They do many, many different things. They have clothes and toys. I mean, you go in there, they have a whole closet. And when I say closet, it's a room, but it's kind of like a closet because they have toys and clothes and books and all of these things so that when these young ladies have the babies, they're able to go in there and pick from all kinds of things. But I say that to say this, we need to do better, right? We need to answer this emotional post that I saw, it's up to us. We can do it, guys. We can do it. Let's band together and do this. Then it says, or the therapy of the rape victims and children forced to carry pregnancies to term, right? Therapy. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of Christian counselors out there. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of these people out there. I believe that as a church, we can band together. And again, this is something my church does as well. Uh, They have their own professional counseling center, which I've never seen ever before. And I think it's absolutely amazing. But it's all of these type of things that I believe that the church, we can do. And so if we're going to pound the pavement about being pro-life, and we're going to tell women who do not serve our God that you need to follow the moral code then we need to be there to say, hey, I'll take your baby. Hey, I'll offer to pay for, for, you know, for therapy or I'll offer to pay for whatever the case may be, you know? And so, and if you don't know where these women are, go to your local pro-life pregnancy centers and find out because they have connections that you and I may not have, and they're able to lead you to the right places. Okay. Let's, I'm going to read this other one and I'm going to read this verbatim. Okay. It says, we can't promise your kid, we can't promise your kid won't get shot in school. We don't have enough formula for your newborns. We can't guarantee your kid will have a bed to sleep in at night or food on the table. We have no mental health care available for your kids. 
And we can't guarantee they'll have a stable household. But gosh darn it, they didn't actually say gosh darn it, but this is a Christian show, so we're going to say gosh darn it. But gosh darn it, you're going to have that kid, whether you like whether you like our decision or not, and we're not going to help you out with any support. Now, listen, I know some of you that might make your blood boil and you might say, my goodness, that person is just clueless. Don't get it. But this is the real sentiment of people who don't understand the value of life. All they see is society and what society has to offer children. And they're right in some of these instances, right? You bring a child into the world. Do you know if that child's going to get shot? No. Is there a formula shortage? Yes. Can you guarantee that the that the kid will have a bed to sleep in or or food on the table? Well, I think that's where we come in as Christians, right? So we can't guarantee somebody's not going to get shot. Bad things happen because sin is entered into the world. And obviously this person doesn't understand the condition of sin and the condition the world is in because of it, right? But what we can do is we can help when it comes to things like, you know, a bed to sleep in or food on the table or helping with mental health care or helping them have a stable household, because we can do that through adoption, right? All of these things can be helped, but we have to understand the world doesn't understand that, and they don't see the church stepping up or stepping out. What they see is the government, and they feel like if I have a baby, the only way this baby is going to get taken care of is if it goes into the system. And when they look at the system, they see that the system is flawed and they go, well, why would I want to bring a baby into this flawed system? But here's what you don't understand, that the government was never supposed to take care of things like this. The only reason why the government is taking care of things like this is because the church has not taken care of things like that, right? We are to, the Bible strictly, uh, the Bible is strict when it says we, it says true religion is taking care of widows and orphans. These are kids who don't have parents. These are kids who maybe they were born to a single mother and the dad just decided to leave like so many fathers do, which don't don't make me go there. <laughs> they left like so many fathers do. And now their kids, they don't have food. They don't have the things that they need because they're the, the mom is trying to work three jobs, trying to take care of the kid. I mean, it's just it's so they look at it and they go, why in the world would I bring a kid into a into a world like this? Right. And you might say, hey, Kev, you're skipping over the fact that, you know, some people are just promiscuous. They just don't care. You know, and, and, and abortion is the mop and bucket of, you know, to clean up sexual promiscuity. I get that, too. But let's take the high road and let's look at some of the people who truly are like, you know what? I'm not bringing a baby into this mess. I am not ready to have a baby. And if I bring the baby in, you know, I'm going to have to get for adoption. He's going to go have to go through foster care, all of that. And we totally get that right? This is where we come in as the church, as Christians. You know what? Some of us are going to, you know, we can do it. We can do it, right? 
you might have to drive, I don't know, Equinox instead of, you know, a Cadillac truck, or you, you, you might have to not buy the boat and, you know, and get something different or rent a boat when you want to go out or whatever the case may be. Like if we really, and I, and look, you can do it all. If you've got the money to do it all, buy the boat, adopt the kids, do all the things, right? And then there are some people who simply their situation right now just doesn't cut it. There's no way they can do it. And there is no condemnation. There is no shame. There is no none of that because all of us are at different places. All I'm saying is this. There are those of us out there that can do some of this stuff. And so if we can, if we can, we need to do everything that we can to answer. Because listen, if we were doing all of that and people weren't having to depend on the government to do these things, no, they couldn't put this post up because the post wouldn't make sense because every time a baby was born, the baby would be taken care of. Right. So I, I, I you know, it, there's, there's so much, I believe that we need to do and look at as Christians and band together. I don't care if you're Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, Protestant, Pentecostal, it doesn't matter, right? Lutheran, whoever you are, forget the denomination, right? Because denominations aren't biblical. That's not something, you know, it's ridiculous. It just divides us, right? And I know there's some people out there, their eyes twitching because I said that, but it's true. We get nothing done because we are, we're in separate places. We, we believe different things and we allow those small things, those small differences to separate us. Let's come together as Christians under one umbrella, which is Jesus Christ, and let's take care of these kids. And it, it's my goal. One of the reasons why I started the podcast and there's other things that I, I want to do is, guys, I want this to be a full-blown ministry. Right. I have huge plans for this ministry. I really do. And, you know, some of the times when we ask people to donate, we're not asking people to donate so I can go buy a Lexus. Right. <laughs> this money has to go towards the ministry. It goes towards production. It goes towards things that we're wanting to do in the future. But it takes people like you to make that happen. And so we love to partner with some of the pregnancy uh, organizations like AAA Pregnancy Center. We'd love to do some events where we do live podcasts and have them there and, and you know, bring people together and raise money for these places where a dot, not a dime of it will come to us. Right. But to do this and to promote it and to advertise, this stuff takes money. Right. And so one of the reasons why we're on the air is to spread this truth around the world. But also uh, we're wanting people to come on board and be a part of what we're doing here at Thinking Out Loud. Right. This podcast is just one arm of Thinking Out Loud. The greater company is uh, Thinking Out Loud Media. And under that umbrella, there are a lot of things that we're wanting to do. And so, but again, you know, these things happen when people like you say, you know what, love it, what you guys are doing. Don't always agree, but listen, I want to help see things grow. I want to help other organizations. And so, you know, because it's, it's very beneficial 
to some of these organizations, these pro-life organizations, because we have a voice all over the world, right? Over a thousand cities in the U.S. and over 30, I think we're at over 39 countries or something like that now that we are in. And so it's very advantageous to them to be a part of what we're doing. So I think there's a partnership that can take place. But again, we just want to make sure that we can do that and build that. And so that's what we're in the midst of doing. So lots of things coming up as far as that's concerned, more to come on that. But that's what our critics are saying, right? So the Supreme Court comes down with all of this, and that's what our critics are saying. I think we can answer it by being the church, being the body of Christ, and making sure that we're doing our part to, you know, to 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 mitigate these things, right? But here's here's a common question that I, I, I want to address that we get. And I think it's an important question. I don't think that any person should shy away from the question. It's a difficult one. It's not one that's easily answered, but I think it's something that's very important. And it's this question. And I, Kyle and I have got this question a lot. I get this question a lot. I just had a young adult ask me this just recently after a service just randomly came up to me and just wanted to talk to me about this and because this is on the hearts and the minds of people. But here's the question. What do you do in instances, you know, talking about abortion, where the mother and baby's life is in danger? And I want to be careful in answering this because this is this is just a sticky situation. And what you have to understand, and I think as you as I answer this question, I want to preface it by saying we live in a fallen world, right? There are some things that are going to happen that are out of our control. And and I say bad things that will happen that are out of our control because simply we are... uh, we live in a sinful world. We li- we are living under the curse, right? When Eve decided to sin, it caused the entire human race to be cursed and this earth to be cursed. So there's going to be some things that happen are just un- you know, unfortunate, right? You have things like miscarriages, all right? This is something that my wife and I have dealt with and it's very painful, very, very painful, and, you know, you know, miscarriages, it's just one of those things like it happens. No one's at fault here. There's 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 no it's like the woman's at fault. The man's at fault. no, it's the result of sin. That's why we experience death. We were never exposed to experience death, death. Right. That's just not something that we were supposed to experience. But because of sin, we experience death. And so understand that there are going to be certain things that's going to happen in the world that is unexplainable. You won't be able to stop it. It is destructive. It maims, it 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 takes life. It it does things, right? And it's it's something that we 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 deal with, right? But this is why as Christians, we've got a great thing to look forward to. We look forward to heaven where none of the none of sin or anything will have any say in the life to come. But this is one of those things when it comes down to the mother's life or the baby's life. This is one of those things. It's just not easy. It's a result of sin in the world. And here's here's my answer. In instances 
where the, ba- where the mother and the baby's life is in danger, here's what I would say. It has to be a decision between you, your husband, God, and possibly your pastor. Okay. This cannot be a decision. And you know this, and it wouldn't be that's made lightly. This is not an either or. This is not, well, the baby or the mother or the other or the or the mother of the baby. No, this is a decision that has to be made between you, your husband and God, most importantly, and most likely with the counsel of your pastors or your executive pastor team. Right. This needs to be a seasoned pastor. This needs to be somebody who understands the complexities of this situation. And you say, well, but Kevin, are you saying that at this point, like the abortions is okay? Or is that what here's, here's what I'm saying. And this is going to sound a little crass, but somebody's going to die here, right? In, In this particular situation, there is going to be a death. Okay. So you're going to, at this point, you're going to have to make a decision as a woman. Is it your life or, or is it the baby? You are actually making a decision here, right? So in this case, there is no good option. <laughs> there is no good way here. And, and, and so instead of looking for a blanket answer here, instead of looking for, you know, Googling and trying to figure out or listening to friends to tell you what to do and how to do, this is something that has to be a decision between yourself, your husband and your God. And not only your God, but your pastor, because the Bible talks about, you know, if it one, the Bible says, if you lack wisdom, let it, if any man lacks wisdom or woman, let him ask of God. But it also talks about if you don't understand, I think it's in Proverbs, but you don't understand what to do. You don't, you don't feel like you're getting the wisdom of what to do. Then you need to seek good counsel. And in this case, because of the situation and how bad this is, and my God, if you're a person out there and you're facing this, my heart breaks for you. It breaks for you. I would never want to be in this position. And I pray to God that you find the strength to make the right decision here, because it's very important that you do. And, and you know what? They're, they're, you know, somebody might say, well, but, but, but does this mean, it, is this right? Like, what? I don't understand. Shouldn't it always be the baby? You know, I, I don't think so. I, I think that there is arguments on both sides. I mean, if, what if this is a 20 year old mother? What if this is a 25 year old mother? Right. If, if this was a 35 or 40 year old mother, I mean, maybe that, you know, but what if it's a 20 year old mother? It, it, it's very possible. And let me say this. This happens. And I, I've looked at the statistics before, but I didn't before I came into the studio. So forgive me. But I will say this. It's either one. It's less than one percent, I believe of women who face this. So please, for the pro-abortion people, let's not act like this is something that's happening every day, all day long. It's not. The over 50 million babies who have been aborted, most of them, I could say 99% of them had nothing to do with the fact that it was the mother's life or the baby's life. So let's not, let's not, you know, let's be intellectually honest here, right? But when it does come down to this, 
Guys, you must be in deep prayer, right? There's, there's no blanket answer. And I don't think that we should use this particular situation that happens in less than 1% of women to promote and say that abortion should be legal. Because what you're doing is you're using emotion to drive an immoral behavior. Let me say that again. You're using emotion to drive an immoral behavior. The Bible says, thou shalt not kill. The word kill there literally means in the original language, thou shalt not murder or take innocent life. That's what it means. I don't know of any being on the planet that's more innocent than a new baby in the mother's womb. So let's be very careful that we don't use, and and even in the cases of rape and incest. Now, listen, and I know these are very hard things and I don't take these conversations lightly. I, I don't look at this and say, well, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, and trivial because I'm a man, right? I have a wife. I have two daughters. I have people very close to me who have had horrible, horrible things happen to them that I'm not at liberty to talk about here on the air. Horrible things. Horrible things, right? I'm very close to these horrible things that have happened. But it does not give us the right to now compound evil upon evil because something bad has happened. So when it comes to rape and incest, and those things are absolutely awful. I can't think of too many more egregious things than for somebody to take and to force a woman to do things and force things on a woman who nine times out of 10, it's a stranger. It is unconscionable. It is downright, it's just unconscionable that I don't have many words for things like that. I don't have mercy for people who perform those type of atrocities. Don't get me in a room with people like that. I know it's a very fleshly statement, but I'm just telling you like it is. How dare you think that you are going to take advantage of someone who has never given you the permission? How dare you take it anyway? And don't you think for a minute that there is not a God who will exact justice when it comes to these things? He will exact justice. Now, if you repent and you turn and you ask for forgiveness and you make right the things that you've done wrong, there's a God, that same God in heaven will forgive you and he will wash you and cleanse you and all the things that we experience because none of us are righteous. No, not one. But if you haven't repented of your sin, if you haven't turned and said, I want to be right with God and I want to be washed and I want to be cleansed of this and you are going around and you're doing things like this, there's a special place for you. And I will not bite my tongue when I say things like this because it is unconscionable. So as we talk about this and we talk about what should happen in the cases of rape and incest, I want you to understand that no bone in my body takes this lightly. But here's what I do know. 
is that at any, there is at no time should we ever compound evil with evil. So if somebody is raped or there is an incestual relationship that happens and, and, and a baby is born because of it, there is nowhere where we should now take that and say, well, something bad happened. So let's do something else bad to try to mitigate the previous bad. There's just no scripture for that. And I'm talking to Christians here. I'm not talking to people whose father are the devil, because if you're not a Christian, you are, it's really hard for you to understand this. And I don't mean that in a, in a bad way. I'm just saying it, it, it's, it, it's super hard for you to understand this, but you have to understand as Christians, we should never compound evil with evil. <laughs> so in this case, we need to rally around that woman. We need to rally around that young girl. We need to rally around who that sister in Christ or whoever it is that these atrocities happen to and do everything we can to be there for her. And once we are there, once we have been there and we have given the money or we have let her stay in our house or we have offered to be there as she has the baby or we've offered to take the baby once the baby was bo- is born and we've offered to be a lifelong friend to her. Once that's happened, we've done what we were supposed to do in that case. But listen, guys, that is no reason why. A baby should be murdered in the womb. And I understand it's, it's, it's hard. It's emotional. I get it. I get it. Guys, I get it. But you always choose life. Choose life every time you get a chance to choose it. In the other situation, you got to choose death. That's one of the one, somebody's going to die, the mother or the baby. Right. And the past situation we just talked about is the mother or the, or the baby. But in cases of rape and incest, you have a chance to choose life. No one is saying you have to keep the baby. No one is saying that you have to. You know, no one is saying that. But what we are saying is that it is imperative that life is preserved. It is not the baby's fault. And yes, even sitting here. And saying this right now, it hurts me. It, it bothers me. It, 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 I can't, it, it's not something that's easy to say, but I know it's the truth. <laughs> so let's rally around. Let's let these women know that we are there for them. Let's let these young women, these young girls, these babies, some of these are babies having babies, right? Let's let them know that we care and that we love them, that we're not going to condemn them. We're not. I Listen, we will not stand outside of an abortion clinic yelling and screaming about people going to hell. And why? Why do you hate your child? Come on. That's not what we're doing. Here's what we're here's. And, and listen, some of these things might, you know, if a person, listen, a person doesn't go to hell because they aborted their baby. A person goes to hell because they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's first get that straight. But we need to understand and we need to embrace these young women. I can only imagine what it would be like if I was a young lady and had a baby when I was young and my parents and I was scared and I was afraid and I just wanted it to go away. 
or if I was embarrassed, my goodness, because I was unfortunately raped or some incestual issue happened. I, I can't imagine. My heart breaks. I, I don't know. I don't even understand the feelings. And I don't try to say that I understand those feelings. And I understand you say, well, Kevin, if you're a man and you, how can you say, yes, you're right, Kevin, you don't understand those feelings. So if you were a woman, you would be saying totally different things. Listen, it's not about how I feel though. It's not, it's not, it's about what's right. Yes. Those feelings are valid. Yes. And we need to rally around and we need to send to mental health clinics and we need to have counseling paid for for these young women but we can't say because i feel like it was wrong then make another wrong on top of that wrong you don't murder because somebody did another crime guys i know it's tough but this unfortunately is where we find ourselves right but god has given a way out god has given us a way out he redeems He makes new. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, whatever mental health issues that you're facing, God will make a way. God will come through. God will do what needs to be done in your life. If you surrender to him, if you, if you say, God, I, I give you my mind. Right. And yes. And I'm not saying it's just you're going to pray a prayer and, 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 ma- you know, and magically everything's going to fall into place. Nope. Not saying that at all. You might have to utilize medication. You might have to go to a counselor for years or for the rest of your life. And I think a lot of people should. I promote counseling. I promote taking medicine. I promote all the things, but we have a job to do as Christians. And it's my prayer that God will show me how I can be more involved. Because I don't believe that I've been inv- I, I've been involved as much as I've wanted to be or should be. I do want to talk just a little bit in our closing time together today. Is I want to talk, and I know this is heavy, guys. I know this is heavy. You're like, oh my goodness, oh Kyle, please come back. Where's the jokes? Where's the laughter? This is just serious stuff today. It's just serious. But I believe this because this is such a righteous thing that happened with the Supreme Court and this decision. Because this is such a righteous thing in such a wicked world, and he, they also just a couple of days ago handed a decision down in regards to a, a coach, high school coach, I believe it was, high school or college, I can't remember, but I think it was a high school coach that was praying on the field, and he got fired because they told him to stop praying on the field. He was just doing it alone, and then there were times that students would come around him and pray with him, but he didn't ask the students to do that. He was just praying on his own and they just, the Supreme court, they handed down a uh, decision that said that he was in the right again, protecting religious freedom. Here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. Watch out. Christian persecution is coming. It's coming because when big things happen like this, that are righteous in a world that is wicked and that don't know God or don't want to have anything to do with God. And I know some of you thought you had religious persecution when they were shutting your, when they said, you know, you shouldn't go to church during COVID. That's not religious persecution, guys, because you could have still walked in your church and had church. Now, some states you couldn't, you know, they would have arrested you or, or whatever the case may be. But the majority of the states, you could have church, right? You could have church at your house, right? You know, we, we, we you know, 
people get on Facebook and they say things about us. They say, oh, we're persecuted. We're not persecuted. We don't even, Americans don't, they, they have no idea what real persecution is. But I believe because of the spirit of the age, I believe that we are going to face persecution, increased real persecution. The devil doesn't like this. I'm not saying he should. He's the devil. But we got to win, guys. We just got to win. Let's do everything we can while we have the freedom to go to church, while we have the freedom to be on the air like we are right now, while we have the freedom. Let Listen, 248-301-2010, 248-301-2010. This is a number that you can call or not call. You can text <laughs> 24-7, all right? If you've got comments, you've got questions, you've got uh, show suggestion topics you want us to talk about you can you you can do that but i want you guys to understand that this is a moment in history that is phenomenal while we have the chance give to shows like this one and others that are trying to get the gospel out while we can get it out because i tell you right now with these type of things happening there is going to be a push Because really, at the end of the day, you know why Roe v. Wade was overturned? Do you know why the Supreme Court handed down a a decision about the high school coach being able to pray on the field? You know why that happened? Because Christians like me and you stood up for years and elected officials for this to happen. People are not stupid. They understand that this is coming mostly from religious people. And I will tell you right now that they're going to begin to attack religious organizations. And I'm not talking about physical attacks. I'm talking about legislations, laws to make what we do a hate crime, to make the things that we say hate speech, to make the thing. And I know some of it's it's already happening, but it's going to happen at a quicker paced pace. So much for production, huh? <laughs> you're gonna get all the you, you, you're gonna get all of the uh, the miss the missteps in my words, uh, <laughs> but um, but we're gonna get all of that, guys. Right? They 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 are not going to like this. <laughs> this is why we can't put our armor down. We've got to continue the fight, you guys, you. Everybody that I'm talking to right now, you guys are awesome because you do things like you support shows like this and you listen every week and you understand the fight that we're in. Continue to fight. Continue to realize that at the end of the day, the God that we serve, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So don't think you're you're on the losing team. Don't think as persecution begins to mount that somehow that you're like, oh my goodness, is there anybody out here that believes what I believe? I seem to be in a minority. Let me tell you something. The God that you've already said, you've already bowed your knee. Your tongue has already confessed that he is Lord. Every single celebrity, every single pro-choice organization CEO and leader, every Planned Parenthood director, every Planned Parenthood doctor, every Planned Parenthood worker is one day going to have to bow their knee 
and say what you've already said. And that is, Jesus, you are Lord. Here's the problem. It's going to be too late. So you're, if you're a Christian right now, you're on the winning team. And listen, if you're not a Christian and you say, Kev, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of warming up to it. I, I see what you're saying. Like it's kind of right. Here's what I want you to do. And I've never done this ever on this show, but I think I should. If you're listening to this and you are not a Christian and you're like, man, I, Kev, I get it. Here's what I want you to do. I'm actually, it's very simple to give your life to Christ. It's very, very simple to say, God, I want you to be Lord of my life. It's very simple. He didn't ask you to do anything special. He's not asking you to give money. He's not asking you to change your clothes. He's not asking you to be a better person because none of us can be a better person on our own. It takes Jesus for that to happen. Here's what I want you to do. If you're listening to me right now and you don't know Christ, I want you to, I'm going to pray with you right now, live on the air. I'm going to pray with you right now. And I want you to invite Jesus. Listen, all of us have a sin problem. All of us. The Bible says that we were born in sin and we were shaped in iniquity. This is why when you look at a toddler and they do wrong things, right? You have to teach them how to do the right thing. You know why? It's because we're all born in sin. We just by default do the wrong things. You ask a toddler, hey, did you did you eat one of the cookies? First answer out of their mouth is no. And no, with cookies all over their mouth, like the cookie monster. But yet they say, no, they didn't have anything to do with the cookie. Oh, and I didn't take any cookies, right? But you have to teach them not to lie. You have to teach them not to go out in the street so they don't get hit by a car. You have to teach, I mean, th- th- this is why, because by default, we are sinners. This is our condition, guys. This is my condition. This is your condition. This is everyone's condition, right? But there is a savior out there who loves you, who cares about you. And you say, Kev, after I do this, what do I do? Listen, I want you to read the book of John. Read St. John. Just, you know, go not first, second, third John. I'm talking about the book of John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Okay. I want you to read John and I want you to read that book in its entirety. And then I want you to find a good church, a good Bible-believing church. And if you don't know of a a good church in your area, I don't know churches in all areas, in all countries, and all of that, believe me. But we will do our best to try to help you to find a good church. All you have to do is text us. And listen, if you've given your heart to Christ, please, I beg you, if you give your heart to Christ as a result of this, I ask that you would just text us and say, hey, I gave my life to Christ based on this today. 248-301-2010. Text us and say you gave your life to Christ if you did. I can't tell you how much that would encourage us. If you're hurting and you've had an abortion or you thought about having one and you feel guilty, there is a God who loves you in spite of you, right? You, you don't have to feel condemned. You don't have to feel like you've committed the ultimate sin or the unpardonable sin. Just because that happened. Listen, we all sin. We all make mistakes. We all get caught up and things happen, right? Including the guy that's talking to you right now. I am not perfect, but I serve a God that is. And I fall on my knees and beg him. I don't really have to beg because you know what? He freely gives salvation. He freely gives repentance or yes, he freely forgives us when we repent, right? So I want you to repeat after me. 
I'm going to pray. And you can pray this prayer with me. Father, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I don't have a moral compass without you. I ask that you would forgive me of all of my sins, past, present, and future. I recognize and realize that you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. You are the one who died and rose again for me. I accept you into my life. I ask that you would fill me with you and your love and that you would show me the path to walk from this day forward. I surrender my life. I surrender everything that I am to you. And I accept you as my savior. And I will live the rest of my life honoring, loving, and following you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. It's that simple, guys. It's that simple. If you've prayed that prayer, you've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and you're saved. The next step is, guys, listen, you find a Bible-believing church. Get around people who who understands, who are also fellow sinners, but they've been saved by the power of God. I'll tell you right now, me following Christ is the best decision I ever made in my entire life. I don't regret a moment. Have I still had hard things in life? Yep. Have I still struggled? Yep. Do I have questions? Yep. Do I have things that, you know, I, I don't always understand and, and, you know, all of that? Yes. And you might say, Kev, God is this, you know, I don't really believe in God because you know what? If, if that, if that God that you talk about is real, then why do all these bad things happen? If that God is real, he would have never allowed my grandmother to die or my friend to die or my sister to die or my cousin to die or whatever. Let this tragedy happen. Here's what I can tell you. Think of it this way. And I've said this before on the air. Just because your father, think about it, your natural father, just because your natural father abandoned you or abused you or was not a good dad is not an argument to say he doesn't exist, right? Like that, I mean, you might not want him to exist or you might be upset at him or you might whatever, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't exist. I mean, we can talk about, I mean, you can say, well, you know what? I, 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 you know, this God that you serve is, is this God that allows all these bad things to happen. And I don't, you can let, we could talk about the character of God, but at first, We've got to establish that he exists. Then once we establish that he exists, then we can talk about his character. But don't say God doesn't exist because you don't like the character of God. Because now you're, you're talking about a character of somebody that you says doesn't don't exist, right? And you might be that person out there. But I promise you, as you read God's word and as you continue to understand and study and, and ask questions, you will begin to understand and God will begin to open up your understanding. I know this has been a very different show and I did not expect to go here today. (laughs) I did not expect for this show to, to, to go to this, but listen, I want, you know, God knows what he's doing, but I want to say how much I appreciate you listening today. I know it's been a serious show. I know it's been, but listen, guys, it's needful. I love you guys so much. And next time that we're together, Kyle will be in the studio with me and we'll be able to talk about some things, have some fun. We'll laugh a little bit. And, but don't forget 
If you want to chat with us, 248-301-2010, you can text us. If you've made a decision for Christ today, please text us at that number, 248-301-2010. If you want to give, you can go to Thinking Out Loud Media, scroll down to almost the bottom. There'll be a donate button there. You can click on that button and it will take you directly to PayPal. You can do a one-time gift or you can do a monthly gift. This show is 100% funded by you. Also, don't forget to rate and review us. Please go on Apple, Google Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, Podchaser, Stitcher. I mean, we're everywhere. Everywhere you stream music or good podcasts, we are there. If they've got a place there where you can rate us, rate us five stars. Also, please leave a review. It really, really, really helps us out. And uh, we really thank you for being there. Also, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the shows. You hit the check mark or the follow button or whatever they have there so you don't miss a show. And it, a lot of phones, they'll alert you. Uh, you can set up alerts on your phone to make sure it alerts you when our show comes out. It's usually in the app that you listen, uh, where you listen to the show. It, it, you know, it'll send you alerts. And But we love you guys. God bless you guys. And we will see you next time. And I promise Kyle will be here uh, and we'll have a little fun and we'll go from there. All righty. All right, guys. Love you guys. Love you guys.